First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Joel Embiid scored a Sixers record 70 points last night, breaking Wilt's franchise record of 68. I've said from the start, I'll take Embiid over Jokic because Embiid is just harder to guard and much more of a defensive force. Keyshawn, would you agree with my assessment of Joel? I hate to have to agree with you, but I do, Skip, in this situation. Do you, you are really? Correct. Oh, surprise. Um, when you look at Embiid, both ends of the floor, okay, they hit those 70 points last night. He only attempted one, hit two threes. He hit one, only two. So a lot of his work, knowing that he could take advantage of his size in the paint and at the elbow was just tremendous to me. That's what I like to see. I want to see guys like Anthony Davis realize, okay, I got a slim reaper on me. I just need to get my butt on the, on the blocks and dominate the way that he did last night. It just was a, a remarkable thing to see. I mean, I've seen players, whether it was a Kobe Bryant, whether it was a Dame Lillard, now Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, I've seen guys go off with high marks. But for a big man to do what he did last night was just, it was so impressive. I mean, it just, it really was because he realized they can't guard me. There's nothing they can do. And he just dominated. He could have had 100 points, man. Could have had 100. Easy, I agree. Agreed. Skip, that's just so, it's so odd for us to come off the segment we just did and then you say you would take a guy who's not been to a conference championship yet. But I, I, I digress. Oh, I'm going to take him all day long. Is he, do I think he's the better player? There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Stats say that. He's averaging 36 points a game, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. 1.9 blocks a game, he's having a better season right now than, than Jokic. But there's a reason that Jokic just won the finals. His team just won the finals. They don't have other yeah. all-NBA players around him. They don't have other, you know, superstars around him. He is the superstar. He is the engine that runs Who that Who don't team. have superstars around him? Name the superstars. Name the other, uh, other all-NBA players. You, you, so you don't think, you don't think Murray... Uh, go ahead, Richard. I'm, 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 I'm not, not saying... No, no, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm not even... I'm just let you go. Okay. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just saying he's not hasn't been all NBA. He has not. He, that's not that's not who he is. That's not what he has been. And what I'm saying is Joel Embiid for all his greatness. If he does it this year, that would be great. But he is the only MVP in the history of the game to not make a conference championship. So I want to agree. I want to because he's the better player, and his stats say he's the better player on both ends of the court. But then he just doesn't have the team success that we all value in this game, and he has not had it. And so. While he has individually been a better player, until you have the team success, just like everybody else we talk about, you got to have the rings. Every conversation in the NBA, when you talk about greatness, when you talk about how great this guy is, it starts with 
How many championships does he have? Or, in this case, you have to at least make the conference championship. And if you've only been to the, the semis, then it's going to be tough to make that argument when, when Jokic has won the, just won the title and they've gone to the, to the conference championship a bunch of times. You tell me that that doesn't matter now? Hmm. So, so I, you're saying that jo, Joel is the Lamar Jackson of the NBA? <laughs> yes, that's what he's saying, Skip. That's what he's saying. Empty yeah. stats is what he's saying. I'm saying that Josh Allen, I mean, there's a All lot right. of guys that, that have not won titles. Come on, man. That, you, 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 and Lamar Jackson is in the conference Joker championship just, right now. Joker just won last year. That's what. So he just won last year. You're making it seem like but he Joker went to made... the conference championship in the bubble against the Lakers. We, 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 you know, I know you watched that one. Don't now. Don't tell me the bubble don't matter as the Lakers. Okay, fan. so he went. That. He went. He went to a. No, I'm never gonna say it doesn't matter. That's Skip that says that, not me. We got it in the Raptors. I'm good. But what I would say though is Skip's question is about right now. And Joel Embiid is the better player. He certainly would, I would take him right now over Joker. There's no question. And I would have took him last year over Joker. Right. And Joker, and put, if I was to put Embiid on the, on the Denver Nuggets with those players around him, Denver wouldn't have missed the beat, man. They wouldn't have missed I, the beat. I, I don't know that. I, I, I can't do hockey. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I just okay. can't do hockey. You go Richard. ahead and get this dude, Skip, because I can't. I, I just Richard. couldn't do hypotheticals with him. I'm not going to get Richard because I'm going to give him credit for this. Joel Embiid in his postseason NBA career is now 27 and 26 in games he's played in. It's not good enough. He's five and six in playoff series. Well, obviously that's not good enough. What has always been the bugaboo, he's always nicked. He's always got something going on. It's his knee, it's his foot, it's his this, is he sick or hurt, sick or hurt, sick or hurt. We've been through it and through it and through it. And, Richard, I give you full props for bringing that part up because you're right about that. But if we do just in a vacuum right now, player versus player, the beauty of Joel Embiid is he's the greatest seven-foot or taller free-throw shooter in the history of this game because there's never been anything like the, the touch this foot? man has at seven feet or above from the free throw line, or uh, as Keyshawn points out, all those elbow jumpers, he is just lethal with that touch shot of his. He is powerful finesse, and it's like oxymoronic, but it's, it's, he is powerful finesse. He has great touch. So obviously, Joker has off-the-charts touch. But Joel is a much more dominant rebounder and shot blocker and defender than than Joker has ever been. If I just look at defensive ratings right now, the defensive win shares, Joel is ranked 10th in the NBA. That's really good, top 10. Joker is 44th. In, in shot blocking, Joel is 10th in the league, and, and uh, Joker is way down at, in the 50s, and tied for 46th in shot blocking. So my point to you is that when you look at the numbers that Joel is putting up this, just this year, like he won the MVP last year, and now all his numbers across the board are even better than all his numbers last year, mm -hmm. all, all across. He's making 89% of his free throws. That's just extraordinary. And he's leading the league in free throw attempts per game, 12, 12 a game. Jokic gets to the line six times a game. Joel gets there 12 times. Well, do the math. It'll add up over, over time where you're going to win a lot of games because he's at the line and he's making almost 90%. 
those are all the reasons that that I would take Joel. But if we talk about leadership or availability, injury wise, all those good things, obviously, Jokic makes everybody better. Joel is look at his assists this year. They're up to Mm -hmm. six a game. That's Mm -hmm. that's really high. So he's 36, 12 and six. And by the way, what I love last night was he had a career high 18 rebounds in that game. So he was giving it to you uh, on both ends all out. And as Joel said after the game, I missed a bunch of easy shots I've been making all year, which is why on the the 18th anniversary of of Kobe's 81, Joel could have easily had 81 or 82 last Mm -hmm. night. He, He did. I watched every dribble of that game. He missed a bunch of little ones inside that he usually makes. He was guarded maybe two thirds of the time by Wimby. And Wimby is the best shot blocker in the game right now. But as we all know, Wimby just doesn't have his man body yet, and he had no chance against Joel, and Joel was trying to make a statement, young man, you're not ready for this just yet. And he punished him down low. Yeah, I would figure 70 and, and points. And so when you, when you think about it, though, when you think about it, Richard, there's no knock on, there's no knock on the Joker. The Joker is a fabulous player. There's no question about it. Embiid uh. had had some tough luck along the ways. Just like Skip said, you talk about the injury situation, but also the bounce, the, the side shot in Toronto that bounced boom, 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 and then all of a sudden it goes in. It just it, it just is happening like that for him. I mean, it's not his fault. You're right. And look, and when you talk about other superstars around him, who's in Philly? That's another I'm, superstar. I'm not saying you got it. I'm saying neither one of them got it. James Harden is gone. Right. He's doing this without James Harden. Right, but he had James Harden, and they didn't go anywhere. But all I'm, all I'm saying is the way we have judged superstars in this game and who you want, and the Jordan and LeBron debate, the reason why it's a debate, the reason why you, they, they give, the reason why Skip gives Jordan a nod is because he has six rings, Skip. And that's, and so if you're sitting six there saying, zero. It, yeah. right, if you're sitting there saying that's part of the debate in every other conversation when you're talking no, about I, I got better it. players. But yeah, Richard, I'm, I'm just doing you know, sort of talent versus talent. I'm just Right, but you've never here. done talent I'm, I'm versus talent. If, if you said no, LeBron versus Jordan, talent versus yeah. talent, would your, would your argument yeah. be different? You Because you would have to bring up the rings and the winning to, to, to make the but argument just, stronger. But he just got a ring last year, though. Dog. Right, right. But it don't, it don't matter right. if you got it last year or 10 years ago. You got He got one and he doesn't. So I'm, I'm with okay. you. Right. But if you talk about statistically, Joel Embiid is having a better career. He's, he's averaging 28 points for a career, 11 rebounds for a career, 3.6 assists, 1.7 blocks for a career. That is incredible numbers. But until you win the ring, it's hard to, to, to say you're better than the guy with the ring and, and multiple MVPs. Okay, but I like this Philly team a lot better than I like the James Harden Philly team. This team will go farther as long as Joel stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I just I like Tyrese Maxey. I like the blend of all the players they got back for James. It's a good basketball team. They they got a real shot this year. I know no, they Boston do. They got they got a, they got a real shot. Milwaukee. Yep, they got a real yeah. shot. Milwaukee and Boston will be tough, but they got a real shot. Yeah. All right. So just for the record. Going back before Joel's draft, I got a call from a member of the Sixers medical team. You can ask Ernestine, my wife, about this because we were in Palm Springs on vacation. I said, I got to take this. It was just before the draft, and he asked me what I thought of Joel at Kansas. And I said, supreme talent. 
superstar, can win multiple MVPs. But the issue was he had foot and back injuries at Kansas. And I said, I would plunge. I would just close my eyes and take it because he's just too good to pass up. Well, they plunged. And if you've tracked Joel's career, he's had one thing after another. And he has chronic foot problems. As you guys know, when you're seven feet or taller, start with Bill Walton. If you have foot problems, you're going to have issues till death do you part. So I'm worried about him staying healthy going forward. But if he does, he is highly capable of carrying a team to an NBA championship. Yeah. The Lakers. Ooh. Oh, I you would be a much bigger Lakers. fan of him if he was on the Lakers. <laughs> you, know, you know me, I'm always trying to get a superstar to the Lakers. So I love it. I believe he is. The problem that he's going to face, though, is the Bostons of the world and the Milwaukee's of the world. Is it could potentially get in the way in Philadelphia. I don't know that he'll be in sure. Philadelphia long term. Uh, you know, you know how this thing goes, man. It, you, don't, you don't start winning in that city. All of a sudden, the city turns on you, no matter how much they like you. But yet and still, in the NBA, you figure out a way to get out of bad situations and ask for trades and not sign extensions, all of those sort of things. So if they don't get it taken care of this year, I don't know how much longer Embiid is going to be in Philly. So why are you bringing up the Lakers? Are they even in the No, playoffs? I just I just bring up everybody goes to the Lakers. Everybody does. They're, yeah. They're Especially irrelevant big man. right now. The big man is a big Everybody big, goes to the Lakers. Every so great kidding. big man has... Just yeah. about going Wendy will be trying to make his way to L.A. too at some point. You, you could be right about that. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. The Tennessee Titans are reportedly about to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan to replace Mike Vrabel as their head coach. Keyshawn, do you like this hire? I, I don't know anything about Mr. Callahan other than his 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 father. I played against in the Super Bowl, and he was offensive line coach with the Raiders and yep. Bill Callahan, and he moved up. Obviously, uh, that's really all. That's really all I know. 
But I always thought that Zach Taylor was the one really calling the plays in Cincinnati. Wait a minute. That is correct. And But they keep moving the goalposts on how they hire yeah. people. Now, all of a sudden, Eric Bieniemy is calling plays at Washington, but wasn't calling yeah. them and getting the credit in Kansas City, even though they was rolling and winning and everything. I just, it's just funny. This is an exciting hire to me when I go and I look at his career. He was a coaching assistant in 2010, quality control coach in 2011, 2012, all with Broncos, offensive assistant yeah. in 2013 to 2015. He was the quarterback coach of the Lions in 16 and 17, the Raiders quarterback coach in 18, the Bengals 2019 yeah. and present offensive coordinator. I, I just, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a weird hire to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if they like it, I love it. I, I, that's really as much as I can give you. I just question the moving of the goalposts when you go to hire people all the time. And so now it makes yeah. me scratch my head and think there's only been one coach that's hired that's, that's African-American, and that's AP, that was with the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So all them Aaron Glenns and everything, my homeboy, you might have to just, you know, they done met the quota, it feel like, to me already. So AG may have to wait another cycle mm. or two. Eric Benny may have to wait yeah. another cycle or two no. because – this is wild to me. That's insane. Insane. I mean, you talk about a, as a coordinator of the Bengals. They went to the one Super Bowl with Joe Burrow, and, and it's cool. Gotcha. But he has a 37-44 and 44 and one record as an OC. They haven't had a ton of success in recent memory. Uh, but Eric Bieniemy and that staff had gone to multiple Super Bowls. They had done a ton of great things offensively, ranked in the top five multiple years in a row. And they told us the reason he can't get a coordinator job is because he didn't call the plays because Andy Reid's calling the plays just as Zach Taylor's calling the plays. And so, so, so that is, is killing me because I'm, I'm sitting here like, like Keith's saying, and you hear all about all these qualified candidates who are doing a phenomenal job. You look at Wilkes in San Francisco. You look at Aaron Glenn. Yeah. You talk about the enemy. We could talk about coaches like Caldwell from back in the day who had winning records and were fired. Um, and? But Raheem Morris right now probably should have a job, did one of the most incredible coaching jobs in the National Football League with a very young team that basically overachieved to get in the playoffs and, and were very competitive. But then you give me a coordinator who doesn't call plays for a team that isn't even in the playoffs, it leaves me scratching yeah. my head on why did you even fire Vrabel? Why did you fire Vrabel to go with this direction? Like if you're going to fire Vrabel – Brable, then you go Ben Johnson. You go at least a coordinator that's on a team that's in a championship, that's in the playoffs, that's that's having some winning tendencies this season. Maybe you go to the Rams OC. I, I don't know. Maybe you go Bobby Slowick, um, who, who took yeah. a young team to the playoffs. But you're telling me you're going with a coordinator from a team that isn't even winning. But you, you keep saying coordinator. Coordinator entitled. Entitled. Okay? Because even his own head coach and Zach Taylor acknowledges – that the fact that he's helped, he helped develop the system, which all coaches do. Even my receiver coaches help develop the system because they have input on what routes you should run. Yes, he's coached other positions, but when you start talking about coordinating and things of that nature, the Los Angeles Chargers just uh, experienced a guy who was a defensive coordinator in Brandon Staley who rose so fast at the top of the coaching charts. Quickly. They just experienced that. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe Tennessee 
Skip, they feel like with Will Levis, they want a guy who coached Joe Burrow and knows that, and maybe it rubs off on Will Levis when he comes back next year. Maybe that's the case. I just don't – I'm not excited about the hire, and I don't think Tennessee Titans fans are, are excited about it either. I, I don't either. Okay, so what do we know about what happened to Mike Vrabel? Amy Adams Strunk, now the owner of the Tennessee Titans, the daughter of the late Bud Adams, said she wanted somebody who would be more collaborative, that Mike was too much his own man, that she wanted somebody who would vibe with everybody in the front office, Carthon, everybody else, where, where they could do it together. And obviously, Mike Vrabel is not a together head coach. He's a chip off Belichick's block, didn't coach for him, played for him, obviously. And so Vrabel's out. And yet, just a couple of years back, he was the coach of the year. And now you've gone and found a man who I give him this, and Keyshawn brought it up. I know Bill Callahan. He's a really good football coach. And he was the head coach of those Raiders that year that you kicked their tails, Keyshawn, in the Super Bowl. But the point is, what Bill did best, what he does best, continues to do best, is coach the offensive line. And what I know of his son was he was a walk-on football player at UCLA and never did anything more than hold for extra points and field goals. And then he started up the ladder. I'm sure his father helped him a bit get his foot in the door with Gary Kubiak's staff. But can you give him any credit for Peyton's development? I think not. Then he was on the Detroit staff as the quarterback coach. Are you going to give him any credit for Matt Stafford's development? I think not. Are you really going to give him any credit for Joe Burrow's development in Cincinnati where he's the quote-unquote offensive coordinator? No, it's Zach Taylor runs that offense. He's, he's the game planner. He's the play caller. So now I'm back to my biggest pet peeve about this, which goes it, – it's not what you guys were talking about, but I, I don't know how any – assistant coach is prepared to be a head coach because the the system in place it's not like that there's a minor leagues where you can go be a head coach and learn how to to do all the duties of a head coach before you get to the big time i mean w w brian knows from his father what it's like to be a head coach but but the truth is he can have no real idea of of what it's really like to run to to be the ceo because there's no training system in place to do that. So this is all going to be new to him. And I guess they'll collaborate and help him. And they'll do a lot of the duties maybe that, that he doesn't know how to do yet. I, I don't know. But I, I don't know how he's qualified. And then to your larger point about how few black head coaches have been hired in the cycle except for Antonio. You know, at least Antonio was the head coach at Long Beach Poly for a while. You know, at least he... He, he knew what it was like to run a but football he also, team. But he also, yeah. the, the thing with Antonio Pierce, he also was a head coach in high school. He was a yeah. defensive coordinator at Arizona State. He was. With Herm he Edwards, was who was a former NFL was, coach, along with Marvin yeah, and, Lewis as a former NFL yes. coach. Marvin Lewis also was. was helping him with the Raiders mm -hmm. to just understand what it's like to be a head coach. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to go as far as to say that the guy won't be a terrific head coach. He may... He may be the best head coach ever. He may go on and win 20 Super Bowls. I don't know that. Yeah. But what I do know, as of right now, you can't tell me that he is the most qualified candidate 
out there that's available. No. You, you can't, you will never be able to sell me that. Mm -mm. But he, maybe he interviews well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're looking for somebody who interviews well. It, but yeah. but, but you, you, you can't, you, I can make the argument right now, just with what we know, everything we have in front of us, that they just got worse at head coach. They got Absolutely. worse. And so when, when, when they fired Vrabel, the owner said she didn't want to miss out on some of these great head coaching candidates in this cycle. That's why they made this move. <laughs> and then you hired yeah. this guy. Uh, you know, I mean, not, not that he, he's not great or he could potentially be great, but on the list Maybe. of names, he wasn't on, on the top 10 or top five on anybody's list. It was, it was Harbaugh, Belichick. I mean, you could go Pete Carroll, Ben Johnson, Pete you know, Carroll. all these coordinators yep. and these these. Defensive, offensive coordinators, whichever direction you want to go, but you're not going for an offensive coordinator for a team that's not even in the playoffs, and and you're firing a really good head coach that, that has this team fighting week in and week out for him. Defensively, you don't have the most talent, and he's he's drawing up game plans that are really competitive, and you fire him for a guy that's not even calling plays for his team because it's collaborative. I just don't understand that. No, well, maybe he'll hire his dad. Maybe he'll hire his dad as his offensive line coach, and that'll be a good start for him. His father's um, a really good offensive line coach. I, he's one of the best. Yeah. He's right at the top of the list. And he may be I, – I don't know if you can make a lateral move because he is an offensive line coach. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm sure he will try to get his father there, and that would be the best move that he could make. Yeah, he should, he should certainly try and get his father there, and, and, and I'm sure Cincinnati will sign off on it or somebody will – you know, the league will say, okay, yeah, you can have him. We don't, we don't need to take any draft picks or whatever the case is. Or it may make him assistant head coach or something right. with a different title that maybe, it doesn't maybe. become a lateral move. I just don't know there, what there it's going to be. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys start off as assistant coaches and become head coaches who have never been coordinators yeah. before. I'm not knocking that. I just, like Richard, yeah. this is out of left field. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem like they know what the hell they're doing. No, and it don't. It doesn't align yeah. with with her reason for for firing Vrabel. Like I thought they were going to bring Harbaugh in. They about to bring yeah. Belichick in. They're bringing all these ex head coaches, these big time names in because she's like, hey, we got to make this move while the market's hot. And then you bring in a guy who didn't even. Is that what she said? That's what she said. Did, did, what'd she say, Skip? Could you give me the exact quote? Or, yeah. Uh, okay, but uh, the, the only one I read was about we, we needed somebody who will collaborate. Well, obviously, Belichick or Pete Carroll or Jim Harbaugh are not going to collaborate with, with Amy Adams Strunk. I, yeah, I don't no, know. they're not. But they, right. look, it's okay if that's what she was looking for as far as a head coaching candidate goes. Again, this is not the best resume that's available. No. Never mind. No. The old wizards that we talk about as coaches, they get them dudes out, all the Harbaugh's and Belichick's and Pete Carroll's. I'm talking about the Aaron Glenn's, the Eric Bieniemy's, no, right. the Ben Johnson's. You are right. Even the fact yep. that I would throw a Rex Ryan in the mix as a reheat, a microwave him. Sure. He has a better resume. I agree. You know, so uh, that, that's no. the only thing that no doubt. I'm like, eh. You know, Raheem Morris? Well, mm -hmm. Come on, man. Like, there seriously, Raheem, what yeah, he has seriously. done – with the Los Angeles Rams in terms of defensive coordinating, whether it was winning a Super Bowl, taking this defense this year with scraps and putting it together yeah. to get into the playoffs, this is ridiculous. Right. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, to both your points, I have a lot of friends in Nashville, and I hope for their sake that Brian Callahan turns into an all-time great hire. So good luck to all of you. Maybe he becomes Jeff Fisher for them. Yeah, there you go.
We got to get back to my Dallas Cowboys because oh. CeeDee Lamb's mother says Dak got to go. Hey, mommy. I agree. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. On Facebook, C.D. Lamb's mother let Dak have it, saying, all caps, Dak isn't it, and that her son deserves better. She said, they need to get rid of his ass. It's guys on this team that want a ring. They work too hard. He don't want a ring. Okay, so Richard, how damaging, we opened the show talking about this, how damaging, if any, do you think this will be to the Dak CD football relationship? Not at all. Not at all, Skip. Their relationship will be fine, and it will be even better when CD Lamb gets $35 million or so per year uh, this offseason. It will be quite, he, he will be quite fantastically happy and content to have Dak Prescott continue to throw him footballs while he makes said 35 plus million dollars. And so, yeah, I don't think this will matter at all. And I think C.D. Lamb's mother will be just as happy for her baby when he's making that money. And guess who was throwing him the footballs to help him get that money? It was the young Dak Prescott. So, Skip, I don't see this being a factor. I think the only reason it's a factor now because we got nothing else to talk about. Well, it, look, if, if this trend continues with Dak Prescott losing and being blamed for losing because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Skip, it will continue. It will continue with family members and fans alike. That's just the reality of it. As far as the locker room goes, man, my mother just, man, don't even, man, don't even trip. We good. Don't even worry about it. She's just, but mommy and him at home when she cooking that hot water cornbread or whatever she putting together, they having that conversation with the brothers and the sisters and the uncles and the cousins. They're having the conversation about the quarterback position. You best believe they are. He's not telling them for them to tweet out or post or whatever uh, social media deal it was on. He's just having a very confidential conversation 
about his teammate with his family. Now you say, well, why would he do that? Because we all did it, man. Okay, we all had conversations at the end of games, win or lose, about the situation of a game. We've all had conversations about the coaches putting us in positions to fail or succeed. Yes, we have, and we would be some damn liars as players sitting up here and trying to tell you, oh, you never said that before. You're a liar. You have. You're not going to lie to me because I know you have. I know Richard Sherman has gone home and talked to somebody in his drive home in his fancy Lamborghini speeding through the streets of Seattle mad because they put him in a bad position to get beat for a touchdown. And he said, man, if they'd have just ran cover two instead of cover three, I could have squatted on it. It happens. But we live in a world of social media. So now the social media comes and you just push sin and it goes crazy and viral. But that is exactly what's happening at a time of frustration. Her baby boy is looking a certain way on the sidelines as she's watching his body language. And that conversation came up from week one through four, before they decided to get him involved, it resurfaced again, Skip, that's all. And he'll just tell him, man, that's my mom, man. My mom, man, mom be tripping, you know. That's what's going to happen. So, Richard, do you ever have any issues in Seattle with Russell Wilson that maybe you talked about at home that you didn't talk about to the media? If I talked about it, I probably talked about it to him or on practice or straight to their face, usually, Skip. If I got something to say, I say it straight to him. Um... Okay. But I, I just don't, I, I don't, like, this would mean more if she said, I'm tired of hearing my baby talk about Dak Prescott ain't giving me the ball. Or, I'm yeah. tired of, of, of listening to my baby pout when he come home dealing with this man or something like that. Then it's like, I can speculate more on that. This seemed like a mama that's just pissed off that her baby ain't having the success that, that he could be having if he was on another team or if he was in another situation. And that's normal. That's a normal, hey, I want the best for my kid. I want my kid to get, win a Super Bowl. I watch him work his butt off day in and day out, and I, I think he deserves a Super Bowl. My baby deserves better, and he's not getting it in this situation, and it's frustrating. I think this is just a mother's frustration, just like she's a human being like the rest of us. Sure. I don't and know she's if a fan. I got it. And she's a fan. And she's a fan. And her heart is probably okay. in to the Dallas Cowboys, Skip. Right. You bought in. Okay, so here's my rule of thumb about social media. You guys don't know my wife, Ernestine, but she is a dynamo, a force of nature, even more opinionated than I am, if you can believe it. And she has wanted to do a podcast, or she's wanted to write columns and post them all over social media. And I have made it clear to her, whatever you say will be held against me because they will say it came from me that we would share the opinions or I said something to you privately that Probably you did. then made public. And I do think that's how this will be seen, that a lot of people and maybe a lot of players, starting with Dak Prescott, will think that some of this came from CD through her. Is that... that, that that's Look, yeah? oh, I, that's why I said what I said. We all know. Yeah. We all know. And I, look, CD can say all he wants. He ain't never said nothing like that about his quarterback to nobody. I take him for his word. Do Would I bet on that? No, I'm not going to bet on that. Because just like you said, Skip, you people are going to think that your wife got the information from you. They're going to think would. that at the yeah. end of the day, regardless. And that's the same thing. Dak Prescott is human, too. His brother is going to think that CD said it. And so he's yeah. telling his brother... When they sitting at home 
having something to drink and eat. He's telling him, man, I don't know why CD said that. You gave that dude all the balls in the world. Why would, he, he getting ready to make all the money. Why he said that about you? And then Dak will say, man, I'm not yeah. worried about that. I just want to win. And then the brother said, no, that's okay. not right. You, man, you should get out of that. Those conversations are real. But they are real conversations. I, I, I feel like we, we do all this criticism of, of guys who speak too much. You, you talk about Micah Parsons' uh, uh, podcast all the time, Skip, and how, like, man, Micah doesn't need to be doing his podcast. This, this man, C.D. Lamb, don't say nothing, Skip. He don't say nothing. He just go out there, play the game the right way, it, it, it do his I've thing, from had a start. great season. Yeah. And then we still end up talking about what he might have said, what he could have said, should have said. And then you get mad when, like, he gets a podcast to make sure that his voice is out there and he's saying what he needs to say. But he's not that kind of guy. He's like, man, I didn't say that. I'm just going to keep letting my, my play do the speak. So why are we sitting there trying to speculate what he, he said through his mom and through this? Like, they didn't have the season ending the way they wanted to. Everybody okay. is the, clear. The reason it caught my eye and ear is because CD's mother is right. He isn't it. And this is the bigger topic here, and it's a doom and gloom topic for me because Jerry Jones completely blew Dak Prescott. He, the, the whole, remember, Ooh, this goes Dak back Prescott. four years ago. Huh? No, I'm saying, he, he go ahead, up. I'm just talking out loud. Sorry no, about that. No, what, what I'm saying is he, he just blew the whole situation because they could have cut bait with Dak. And they said, no, let's tag him. And then they could have cut bait again. And they blow it again because they tag him again. And they drag their feet and they drag their feet. And all of a sudden, as I said at that point, when they gave him his big deal, Dak took Jerry to the cleaners and then he took him to the bank. And they gave him so much money at Mm -hmm. that point Mm -hmm. that on the first day of the league year coming up this year, they're going to owe him $60 million. And it's so much money against their cap that the only way to sort of manage it and is navigate to it is to extend him. It's right. the only way. So, so you are stuck and stuck and stuck. You blew it, you blew it, and you blew it again. I, I, and, I, and I, you, you I got a question, keep, Skip. I got a question. And, I, and I only, I'm only going to take Patrick Mahomes out of the equation. That's it. Everybody else is available. Who do you rather have, Skip? Give me a quarterback outside of Patrick. Again, that you would rather. I, have. I first guessed this. I, I wanted Tom Brady four years ago. I want. I banged on the table Skip, for Tom just Brady. Just because he wanted in Tampa doesn't mean he would have won. Exactly. Boy, Dallas is a pretty talented football team. You, you it, let it, Tom it, take it let's over. Be, I, I, let, let's be real. Shot. It was a it, well, number one. It was a pandemic year. Right. Okay. So let's start there. Number two, that yeah. defense, Todd Bowles had that defense lights out. Rolling. Okay, that defense was starting to be mentioned at times with the defense of old in Tampa with Simeon Rice and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp and Rondé Barber and company and Johnny Lynch. They started trying to have that conversation. And, and, and Tom Brady's retired right now, Skip, so give me another name, please. Okay, all right, all right. The, okay, we do have Trey Lance, and I still think he can play because I Skip, thought he could play before I, that draft. I would love for you. I would love with all my heart for okay. them to try t- Trey Lance okay, out I need there. you on record, hey, Richard On Sherman. record, write is, me is down. Is Trey Lance a bust? Is he, write he me down. I, I, I don't you know what it. he is, but he's not better than Dak Prescott. <laughs> I know that for a fact. How do you know? Put it this way. You don't know what he is, but you know he's not better than Dak Prescott? I know he's not better. Here's what I don't like to call people bust, Skip, because... If you got drafted and you made it to that level, you're not a bust. Right. It just didn't work out. And here's what I'm going to say. It didn't work out in San Francisco, so I don't know what he is, 
And I don't know that it's going to work out in Dallas because the guy underneath the quarterback position, underneath the center, is your quarterback's going to be there at least another five years. So book it. Well, that's the problem. Book yeah. it. But Skip, okay. Skip, we talk about how, how, how great things are for Brock Purdy, how perfect they are for Brock Purdy and how he doesn't need to do anything, and that's why they don't give him credit. Well, those same things were in place for Trey Lance, and he could not make it happen to the degree where Kyle Shanahan Richard, felt comfortable leaving him under center. And if you can't healthy, thrive never under healthy, those scenarios, Skip, if you Broke can't thrive finger, in that offense, hurt his leg. You, if you can't he, thrive he in was that always offense, beat up. But you, okay. you're telling me you can't thrive in that offense. He wasn't always beat up. He had the starting job coming into the season, in which last year, I mean, last year they gave him the job coming in. And he, he did not. He got, got hurt. hurt. Right, but he did not. He, he wasn't hurt. having success before he got hurt. People were not comfortable. He lost to Justin Fields in yeah, the beginning of the season. Monsoon, though. In, in the monsoon, the same. But, exactly what I'm saying. But, but, Skip, now you're trying to project a guy who was actually played to be better than the quarterback who literally was a second-team All-Pro this year. I you just think want he to be change replaced. the outcome. The definition of insanity, as Richard Offerman reminds me, is to keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. Y'all should, you, you should, you should stunk trade in the playoffs. He stunk in the playoffs, and he stunk in the playoffs. Three straight years, he stunk mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Oh, so I got a good Dak one for Prescott you. Prescott is just good enough to get you beat in the first round. This is exactly what, what y'all is. should do, Skip. You should trade him to the Atlanta Falcons yes. and give it to Belichick or yes. Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. You should do that. Yes. That'd be Perfect. Trade him and Trade then start him. Trey Lance. Yeah, and then start Trey Lance because guess what else you're going to do? You're going to reset the quarterback room mm-hmm. for money. So you'll be able to have a whole bunch of money to shore up your offensive mm-hmm. line, get some defensive nope. help. Nope. No, if you trade Dak Prescott, it's going to cost you $40 million in dead cap money, even more than it cost Tampa Bay this year, $35 million for Tom Brady. That's okay. You got I don't a rookie, want $40 million in dead cap deal. dollars. Okay, so you, you, you keep running up against roadblocks then. One minute you don't uh, want this, the next stuck. minute you don't want that. And you guys are happy. If, you guys if, are I'm gonna let you know at me. Skip, a lot of yeah. people would be happy to have a second-team All-Pro quarterback who just got the award last year as their quarterback going into the next season. There's probably yeah. 28 teams Ooh, right now. I know another team you can trade yeah. him to. Trade him to Antonio yeah. Pierce and see how that – The Raiders. That's a good yeah. one. Trade him to yeah. AP. It's out of the conference. You get the AFC. They got a one that they'll be willing to give you back. Yeah. Pick up the phone and make that call, Skip. Let's see how fast you he guys watch him going. in the uh, first half against Green Bay. Did you see that game? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. The Raiders are still yeah. taking right now. They're still taking. You see, ain't uh, no good. Problem. They're taking. Good riddance. Good riddance. Okay. We need to start over and start fresh. Yep. No mercy.